Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello and welcome back to episode four of the Sofa Cinema Club. I'm Colton Smith and as always I'm joined by Jack P. Shepard, Ben Price. The Sofa Cinema Club is our podcast where we get together and educate each other on films. It's all about the films we should have seen but we haven't. Each week we say each other a film. Each week we say... Yeah. Yeah. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Each week we say each other a film, then we come into the studio on Thursday and we talk about what we love... Hated and rated. rated. That's my best bit. But that's the good. That's the best bit. I love that bit. <laughs> as you should all know by now, the beauty of our film club is that anyone can join in. All you have to do is watch along with the film at home and then join us on Thursday to hear what we thought of the film. This week's film is my choice. It's a childhood classic. It is School of Rock. But before we get into talking about the film, as always. What have we been up to? How have our weeks been? Because we haven't really seen each other. This has been the first time in lockdown where we've not all been at work at the same time, hasn't it? Fleetingly. I think I I saw Ben for like <clears throat> 30 seconds in the green room and he sort of just went, you're right. I went, yeah. And then he went off and then I went off. That were nice. <laughs> it's literally been a boring week. Chatty chatty. Well, I've been, I've been holding the fort at work, kind of. Storyline Colson now. What's Craig been up to? Another crime? <laughs> Not a lot. I just avoid going home to my parents. <laughs> you know when I'm doing the lines with Colson, Jack? Mm. I'm doing the lines and I'm play, I play... You're getting into characters. it, aren't you? Yeah. I get into it. Sometimes I'm Faye. Sometimes I'm Ray or whatever. The yeah. bit where Colson has to arrest someone, he's done it yeah. so many times... Straight off. Oh, the whole, um, I'm holding you under arrest, you don't have to say anything. That whole spiel. Yeah, you know it straight off, don't you, Coles? It took me a while. Go on, try and recite it. Jack P. Shepard, I'm arresting you under suspicion of crimes against podcasting. You do not have to say anything, but it may harm your defence if you do not mention when questioned something which you later rely on in court. Anything you do say may be given evidence. <sighs> That's mint. It's good, yeah. though. It's good. Yeah. yeah, but if I met Craig and he said that to me, I'd go, Ooh, handcuffs. But the issue is, it's Craig that says it. So everyone goes, oh, piss off. <laughs> None of it can be paraphrased. Every single word has to be You have exact to get it bang on. Otherwise, you've not read them their rights. Is that o- right? Otherwise, they're not arrested. Yeah. In a way. 
I'd love it if you ever got arrested, some guy said it and ballsed it up, and you went, ha-ha! Uh-huh. I don't think the inference was quite right at the end of that sentence. I'm free! Ha-ha! <laughs> 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 when we were together, Ben, something did happen, didn't it, this week? <laughs> Jack, this is so cringy. This is so cringy. It's awkward. I think I think I have an I have a bit of an idea, but go Coulson, on. Coulson, take it away. What I think it might be. So we get we we get into the flat. We get out of the car. We walk through the um, service area, and the concierge goes, um, "Coulson, Ben, quick word." No, 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 no. I think he was trying to make it a bit more general, wasn't he? So he went, "Oh, hi, lads." He, 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 yeah, he, right. he said, he said, oh, a, a favour, please, lads. That's what, that is, was his, he went, yeah. a favour, please, lads. It's just, um, it's just, can, can you do your recycling instead of putting big boxes in the bins? Because, uh, <laughs> because we're clogging up the bins and we're having to order more bins, basically. Mm-hmm. Let me just shoot in here, Jack. Let me just slightly shoot in. Go on. I have no clue what he's going on about. <laughs> right. I have... I don't think I, I don't think I get anything delivered. I get it delivered to work. I have no clue. Colson does have a clue. So I just go, "Oh yeah, Phil, sound, no worries, we'll sort it." And then I, I I get to Ben and I go, "Right, my delivery boxes that I get every week, I can't recycle because it's got polystyrene and ice packs in. So I just chuck it all into one, recycle the other, but chuck everything else into one big box, and then just put that box in the bin." Because everything that's in it is not recyclable, so yeah, it can all yeah. right. Yeah, but Jack, <laughs> the box is the size of a, of a, another flat. It's too, it's not a small box which you get maybe some cosmetics in. You could get buried. I could get buried in it. It's that big. Yeah. He's thrown the box in, and you know the massive <laughs> bins. It takes up a biffa bin. That's why it, it, he was saying it. It doesn't. But Jack, Ben, I love that. It doesn't. Ben, being being the father figure for right. both of us does the classic thing of, right, I'll teach you how to recycle. So I go, great. So we're folding up boxes in the flat. We're having a great time. Ben went, right, we'll go and put these in the recycling bin now. So we get in the lift and I go to press car park with the recycling, because I don't like touching the buttons because of COVID. So I go to press it with the cardboard. <laughs> I, go to press, I go to press car park and I press reception <laughs> the doors open and the concierge is looking right at us <laughs> full of we, recycling hands full of recycling hands we can't literally get out of the lift we've got that much cardboard the corner <laughs> of the box has hit ground then he goes doors open colson embarrassed faces away so puts his back to the reception oh, receptionist no. phil goes thanks lads <laughs> Cringe. Absolute cringe. <laughs> cringe. Literally told you to stop overfilling the bins. You go upstairs and come down. We get to the bins. <laughs> this is the bad bit. This is the bit that I've been beating myself up about. Like I feel like knocking everyone's door and apologising. Yeah, but you need to tell you need to say this bad bit now as we got <laughs> right. as we rounded the corner to the bins. What did we see? We saw two boxes that weren't in the recycling bin. Two empty boxes laying. And I went, Ben, they're my boxes. Somebody had fished all my rubbish out of the boxes and left the boxes. He left his name and address. No, the name and address. Colson, 
the flat name and everything is on the boxes. So they know it's Colson. Oh. They're left by the bins as if to say, please clear up your shit. <laughs> but I didn't, I genuinely, hand on heart, didn't realise that I was doing something wrong until um, I didn't. Hold, I didn't. Hold on, Colson. What was that piece that Craig says to people? You may say something <laughs> that you later rely on in court. Because you actually said to me, Colson, yeah, what I do is I don't put them in these bins. I sneak around the back corner, the back bins, and put them in there, didn't you? But I I do... <laughs> Have you just got a lot of waste? Is that it? No, it is... No, it's in- too massive massive boxes the idea is that i think someone was pissed off that it should have been put in the recycling bin oh, but i hadn't right. i'd filled up the cardboard box with rubbish and used it as a bin and chucked it in the bin as a as a device to carry the shit yeah. but yes basically yeah, yeah that's, that's what i'd done i think that's but it's not i thought it was i thought it was and i thought i was right i would I th- have done the same thing but jack now i mean th- this might get me in podcast trouble They've locked the recycling bins down, so you can only put it in through the little post box. And there is a post on Facebook of somebody ranting about the inconsiderate arsehole that's ruined it for everybody else. That's you. That's you. That's me. Maybe reply and go, hi, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) Smiley face emoji, grin emoji, waving hands. Smiley turd. (laughs) Smiley turd. (laughs) Smile. Cardboard box emoji. <laughs> Cardboard box emoji. Smiley turd. Grinning face. <laughs> Hands in the air. Oh my oh, word. Yeah. So what did your mum say? My, my mum said that I, basically I should do what I did this week. And that is, I. it took me two black bin bags. So I had to put all the polystyrene balls in one bag, all the polystyrene side pieces and the ice packs in one bag, and then fold the boxes down. So I'm basically walking around the flat now, and from the minute I get in the lift to the minute I get out, I keep my head down, I'm petrified. Haunted, man. It feels like, it feels like back in the day when I lived with you. <laughs> That's what it feels like. <laughs> this time it's recycling. I mean, there is no greater crime <laughs> there isn't. than the Facebook group sounding you out yeah, for the, for the, the crime of cardboard riffery. Colson's ruined the bins and it'll be when we move Coulson's out it'll be Colson's ruined the bins Colson's yeah. ruined the bins it'll be thank god them two lads have moved out they ruined the recycling they for us they ruined the bins <laughs> anyway we did it we did it it will blow over I'm hoping so fingers crossed that um, they the, won't the, listen to the this the people of we'll the flat forgive me no. do you know what Ben it's awkward because I know someone in the flat definitely does listen to this because <laughs> yeah. he spoke to me in the post room <laughs> So when you're talking about me and my recycling, I'm a bit worried that you need to play it down a little bit because... Well, we have done. Look, come on. Yeah. We have done. We've moved anyway. Yeah. It's different bins now. Different bins. <laughs> we've moved, we've moved to flat. Scotland. <laughs> We're living in Scotland. It's a hell of a drive. Yeah. But it's better than doing five trips with the bins. <laughs> <laughs> so that was major event one for me. And then I have got another major event that's happened this week. Oh. So Friday... I've got a day off. Obviously, can't socialise. So so what do I do? I take myself running up a mountain. I'm loving it. I'm running down this mountain. I feel like I'm flying. But to run, obviously, I have all the gear. And because I was on my own, I took my phone. I never take my phone out with me. I'm going down this mountain. And part of me just thinks to check my pockets. <laughs> I've lost my phone. Oh. On the mountain? I'm, I'm in... 
the Peak District. Where's your phone? Is it just fallen out mid-run? Flew out my pocket, oh. running downhill. Phone on silent. A phone on silent. No one around. Well, you couldn't have rung it anyway. No. Oh, oh yeah. He couldn't have even got anybody else to ring it. I was no. thinking that gets someone to ring it. No, but, yeah. he could have shouted across the valley. Can you ring my phone? <laughs> 07. <laughs> we're, we're talking about full-on isolation and wilderness, by the way. This isn't where people walk their dogs. This is like running fell, running trail, like... It's it's in the middle of nowhere. Mm. Um, I'm I'm like eight k in, so so you don't know where I don't know where it. I've lost it. So what I do, I've just got to the bottom of the hill. I stop my watch and I think, right, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to look for it. I found my phone. How I found it? It was just lying. It was lying face up on like a rock cliff. You walked back up the mountain. I walked back and it only took me about 15 minutes to find. But what I'd said to myself was when I got to the top of this peak, if I hadn't found it, I was just going to run back to the car and go home because I didn't think I'd ever find it. Mm. I found, I mean, completely smashed up. Still works, but the back of it completely smashed. But as if I found it. Yeah, well done. Very good. Very good. Well, if we lose anything else, I'll ask you to find it. Mm. eagle eyes like I I was mega and it kind of you know when you're that adamant that something's gone and lost Mm. like I was at that point and then I was like oh there's an iPhone laying on a cliff someone else picked it up no I found it first that was a bit I didn't see anyone because as I was coming down I was like oh if I could see someone I could say have you seen a phone but Ben, we're talking the <laughs> middle of nowhere. Yeah, I saw it up there. Didn't pick it up. <laughs> I just saw it up there. It just ran past me. Like, pissing it down, top of a mountain, no one around. Oh, good. Oh. Oh, I bet you was buzzing when you found that. I, I was broken buzzing. phone, though. That's but a boring. It, it, it's complete. It? Uh, do you know what? Not asked. But it works. Because I found it. It works. I found it. Yeah. And yeah. after the week I'd had with the recycling crisis, it was... It, <laughs> that was nothing. Shepard, what have you been up to? Nothing. Um, oh, God, I've been so... I've, I've had all that excitement. I can't beat recycling and... You've carried it. ...found the phone. I mean, yeah, I've, I've, I'm just... Even when I'm walking round now, I went to the... I went to Sainsbury's the other day. And I was walking around Sainsbury's and everyone just looks depressed that they're back in mm. there again buying food. Toilet mm. roll. Yeah, it's just a bit boring, isn't it? It's really boring. Yeah. It's winter now, isn't it? It's dark mornings, dark nights. Yeah, I, I do find it. Um, I was just cheering every, all the lads up there just before we started saying, I just find it really difficult when it gets dark. I don't mind the dark in a way. I like playing night game. I told you about Night Game, didn't I, Cole? What's Night Game? Night Game is where you wake up um, early hours of the morning, so like half six, you know, if you're off to work, so it's dark. Yeah. You get to work. So we're in work, aren't we, we for half seven? Still dark. Still dark. Half seven, so we're in studio then, which is pitch black. You don't see any sunlight. Yeah. And then if you're in studio all day, you come out when it's dark yeah it's called night game you have to try and avoid the sun all day God, that sounds absolutely <laughs> brilliant why am i playing why am i heard about this before avoiding the sun just sit no but not not even a glimpse like you're a vampire yeah oh, just try and it makes me really down it's hard it's hard to do no windows 
This is what me and Ben were talking about earlier, because I basically said it's one of them days. I went to work and it was dark, and I got back from work when it was dark, and they are like rough days. Yeah. And now you've said that you enjoy it. <laughs> you love it. <laughs> Old vampire shepherd, and then you go to sleep in a box with earth in it. I have to take the vitamin D. It really affects me. I find it, oh, I, it really gets me. If I don't know what it is. I just... Like, yeah, I find the winter really hard. It always seems really... to be darker up north than down south as well, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it does. It does, because I'm in both, obviously. I get, I've got a passport, so I can go from south to north. Yeah. Um, and I see the difference. I mean, here, it's 16 to 17 hours daylight. <laughs> there, three. Yeah. Sometimes, when it when you get out and it is raining, yeah. and it's dark, and you get to work, yeah. and it's raining, it's dark, and everyone's got a mask on, and you're behind a screen. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you can't even see anyone's face. No. It's like, oh. Shall we cheer you up by talking about School of Rock then? Yeah. That will cheer me up, actually. It's a good film yeah. to lighten the mood for everyone. I really, think we need it? cheery films in this winter time. Cheery films, yeah. Because cheery films or good films or exciting films. I can't take any down films. So, Colson, hit us. You're doing the synopsis, aren't you? I am doing the synopsis. Oh, he's ready. Look, oh. he's got his pad ready. He has got a pad. Down. I can see I him looking at a pad. Do you know pad. that was awful, Colson? That was what? awful because you just glanced over. You got it written down and pretended to me and Shepard like you hadn't. You went, oh, <laughs> okay, synopsis. Got it all written down. Right, go. It's a it's a podcast. You, people can't see if I'm looking okay, at you. Well, we've told them now. Off you go. Go. A School of Rock is a film that follows... Dewey Finn, who is a wannabe rock star, really. Um, so the film starts off with him rehearsing with his band for the competition that is Battle of the Bands that's going to make him famous. However, that night he gets kicked from the band and the next morning his flatmate, Mr. Schneebly, played by Mike White, knocks on the door and demands for his half of the rent. Now, obviously... He can't pay the rent, so it's what is going to happen. And that day, he gets a phone call from Ross Mullins, who is from Horace Green School, offering Ned Schneebly some um, teaching... Um, te- what's the word? Teaching... Supply teaching. So, he has the brainwave, does Dewey Finn, played by Jack Black, that he could be a teacher... He goes to teach his first day and he's completely going to sack it off. His plan is to sack it off, take the money, pay the rent, live a happy life. And then on his second day as supply teacher, he hears the kids playing music, which gives him the idea of creating a school band that's going to enter the Battle of the Bands and not only enter, but win. And that is the synopsis for School of Rock. Yep. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad? Yeah. <laughs> Shepard. Shepard's never going to give you five stars. <laughs> He's fucked right off. Don't try and out synopsis, Shepard. He goes. He gives you the not bad. All right, not bad. Three. <laughs> I love that. Through gritted teeth. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Yeah, very good. Perfect. So, um, Jack Black, Dewey Finn. Mm. Yeah. I watched this with my son. Oh, did you? He'd seen it before. Yeah. I'd seen it before. It's a mint film to it watch with kids. It is good. It is funny. It's, it's a, a mint film. film. 
it, it, it's like he's good he's very I love good. it when he does Ed Schneebly's voice <laughs> I like <laughs> hello but it annoys yeah, me that he never he, he didn't carry it on he saw yes, yes, it in yes. that one scene he just did it, it on the phone yes went, I love that bit hello this is Ned Schneebly <laughs> and then he fiddles around with the phone as if he's swapping the phone yeah, to that. someone else <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking good isn't he I think it's the best thing he's done yeah it is definitely it's his best film yeah I think it's the the pinnacle of what he is as a comedian. It works because he's got that kind of childish humour mm. with an edge of that adult to him, but not too knowing. Yeah. It's not like he's looking down on the film. He's into it, isn't he? Yeah. It's not like he's doing it going on and getting paid loads and it's kids. Mm. He makes that film. Yeah. So, Coulson, how old were you when you watched it? It was 2003, so I imagine I will have watched it in 2003. So I'll have been five. Always liked it. Oh, you know, probably consistently watched it. Seen the musical. Yeah. Oh. Seen it at the West End. Is that any good? Do you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Is it? But I would, I would actually say the musical is more of a caricature of Jack Black's character. Mm. Like, because Jack Black makes the film, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. So then the musical yeah. wouldn't, if, if, if it didn't have the film and they didn't have Jack, because basically he plays Jack Black. Yeah. You know, and if you couldn't do that, it'd be hard to do as a starting point, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it, it, it's just a it's just a fun film, isn't it? Big director, is it? Mm, Richard Linklater. What did he do? He did Dazed and Confused. You know, Boyhood, where oh, yeah, the, and when he followed them for like ten or fifteen years. He's a big, big director. So it's it's interesting because I hadn't realised till I saw it this time, and his name came up, and I thought. It's a tight film. He directs a very good film. He turned it down, didn't he, the director? And then they went back to him and he went, do you know what? Yeah, go on, I'll give it a go. He didn't didn't want to do it at first. Do you want to lead us through... um, A bit of a story arc. Yeah, and also, it's Schneebly, the lad who plays Schneebly. Yep, Mike White. It's his film, isn't it? He wrote it. Him and Jack Black were (laughs) neighbours. I didn't know that. I knew that he wrote the film, but him and Jack Black were neighbours... Um, they were both like comics, enjoyed it. Mike White was always a writer and he tried to write films for Jack Black. So he wrote Orange County that Jack Black was in. Right. But he was like, that's not Jack Black's film. It We shouldn't have done that. It was a bit of a mess up. And then when he got School of Rock, he gave the script to Jack and he was like, if Jack doesn't do it, we don't do the film. If Jack does it, we do the film and we make it. Mm. And apparently Jack said, oh, like I, I want to just mention a few things to you about the script. And when it came to mention things about the script, it was literally like line tweaks. Like he was that involved. He just wanted to change pretty much. It was, I'm doing it, but we're doing this and we're doing that and we're doing that. And they just went, right, let's crack on. So the the base of the story, like I said in the synopsis, is Jack Black's character, Dewey Finn, is kind of a bit of a low life. Like he, he doesn't really care that much about people. He doesn't treat his best mate very well. Yeah, he's a bit of he's a bit of a bum, isn't he? he? Sort of goes from you get the idea that he goes from couch to couch, bumming off friends yeah. type things. You open on the, his band playing, which you can't believe he's in that band anyway, and he does that massive guitar solo, and then jumps into the crowd. The bit I like he? is when they show the band. And he's sort of like off to the side of the stage, and he trying to dick about with the fucking speaker, trying to get it working. Yes. And yes. Then he comes in on cue on the mic and just goes, Ey! 
<laughs> and then stage makes dives. Makes a noise and then backs off. Stage <laughs> dives, no one catches him. Oh, God. I went and saw Iggy Pop once in Brixton and he ran. He hadn't done anything. He hadn't said, sang anything. He ran from off the stage and stage dived immediately. Start of the concert, flat on Just the floor. Just as he came out. Flat on the floor. He didn't even come out. Flat on the floor. <laughs> oh my. Iggy Pop, no top on, off his head. They hadn't started. It wasn't like he was mid-number going, ah, yeah. let's fall live. Let's fall. It wasn't that. <laughs> he ran from the side and just fucking panned it into the crowd. Everyone went, fuck. <laughs> and he smashed it on the floor, got open and everyone went, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> he must have been about 60. Oh, oh. <laughs> it just, you know when you think those things don't happen yeah it bloody happened and <laughs> yeah. my head went my bloody head went then he sang lust for life and it was like oh funny um yeah so he but i don't think he sort of fits that band does he he, he didn't and i don't i think no. you know it kind of does set the tone of the film of him not really respecting yeah. anything kind of takes everything for granted doesn't he yeah. It's that kind of attitude of, it's my band, it's yeah. my way or the highway. Yeah. And it's that attitude that gets him sacked from the band, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And when he's yeah. sacked from the band, he's got nothing going from him because he's got no job. His only hobby is music. He's been sacked from the band. He sleeps in his mates. Yeah. It is very much that he's, you know, he's, he's at the low of low, isn't he? Mm. Yeah. Mm. And then the phone rings. And it's Ros Mullins, the head teacher of um, like a posh school. Cusack. Joan. Joan yeah. Cusack. And that kind of is his lifeline, isn't it? Of, you know, we're looking for Mr. Sneebly to come and do some supply teaching. And he has that light bulb moment, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, he thinks, I know, I can, I can earn a few quid here, give it to Ned. It's almost like he only wants to do it for a day, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Because he says, ooh, could you pay me first? Yeah. And it's almost like, well, I'll make a bit of money. He off. just wants the rent, doesn't he? That's all yeah. he wants. He wants his share of the rent so that he yeah. can carry on with doing nothing. Yeah. And yeah. his first day, you know, we just see him sit at his desk and not do anything. He's just recessing it. He's got a hangover. He's got a hangover. It's every kid's dream. Supply teacher comes in, do what you want, kids. It's a private school, isn't it? Yeah. So there's not many kids in the school. It's $15,000 a year. He's on. He's got a hangover. Mm. They're sort of asking what they're good. They're used to a very structured way of learning. There's only about 15 of them in the class. He's basically uh, not doing what they're getting. You know, the curriculum, yeah. He's not doing anything, yeah. is he? He and just yeah. wants them to play and he's just watching the clock tick down until three o'clock so he can leave. Exactly, yeah. I tell you what, if he'd have been a supply teacher at my school, he'd, he'd have been... Right up his street. Well, I think that's what the writers done cleverly, isn't it? That they with are in a private with school. it in a private the school. Wants, the kids yeah. want, you know, yeah. want to be there. They're, they're invested, but also the parents are invested. Aren't yeah. Crikey! If he'd been at my school, he would have got gold scar, gold teacher yeah. star. Yeah. 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 What did you do? Nothing. Nothing. Great. We'll have him again. We'll have Schneebly again. <laughs> we'll have Schneebly. He's brilliant. <laughs> I enjoy the bit where um, the head teacher brings him in and says, "Class, this is your supply teacher, Mister Schneebly." Um, it's his first day. He's never taught here before, so please be nice to him. Would you like to write your name on the board, Mr. Sneebly? And he goes, yes. And he starts to write his name and realises he can't spell it. <laughs> so he just goes, call me Mr. S. <laughs> I think that's what, I suppose, the point of me saying about the director is what I thought was really brilliant was 
he obviously gave Jack Black a bit of room. Because mm. Jack Black makes things like the name being written on the board or just little touches yeah. that the director's not tried to cut those out. It's gone, yeah, do what you want. Yeah. I'll just shoot it wide. Do what you want. Yeah. It's funny. He's already said that load of the songs he sort of made up on the spot. Yeah. yeah. And that's a real skill of that kind of director, I think. Well, he's a musician, isn't he? He has the band Tenacious D. <laughs> I love it when he does air guitar. Even though we can play guitar, he sort of does the act, ding, ding, and I'll come in like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes me fucking pissed. Because he can't actually play guitar, but then he's like yeah. ta- making a joke about playing. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So carry cool. on, Coles. Yeah, he's written his name on the board. He's done fuck all that day. <laughs> his second day as supply teacher, um, he overhears his class in music, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's in the John having a leak in it and he is there. Yeah. 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 He sees them on the classical piano, on the cello, you know, doing things very slow, very calm, playing classical yeah. music. And that's the scene where he walks into the classroom and he has that line of I thought you were all dumb and lame, but now I know you're soul brothers and soul sisters and that is when the penny drops for him of I'm gonna make these my band, mm. and I'm going to take them somewhere. Mm. And then from then on in the film, the story is he is creating that class, turning them into musicians to get them to enter the Battle of the Bands. Mm. Yeah, but there's also a really nice bit to it also that he's not just giving them to win the bands, he's also giving them that feeling of what is rock? You've got to relax and let go. And he does that song about giving it to the man, doesn't it? Sticking Stick it to the man. to the yeah. man. So he gives them a kind of basis to, come on, kids, you can't be square. You've got to live rock. Uh, and then he gives them all jobs. That's my favourite bit. When yeah. he's lined them all yeah. up and he gives them a job, it makes my head fall off. Loved it. And my son did as well. Both of us were laughing away as he gives everyone a little job. He picked all the nicknames. So he got to work with all the kids for like a couple of weeks doing scenes. Oh, did he? And judging on like what they look like how they act he gave them all nicknames like fancy pants you know carrot top and uh, turkey sub that's my favorite <laughs> he goes you turkey sub it's good isn't it he's got a really good way with him with those kids really good yeah you know the kids mm. you know obviously it does it does rely on the kids yeah yeah they saw 10,000 kids i'm not surprised I'm not the surprised. director Saw it from 500. Yeah. So the auditions went from 10,000 to 500 to like 20. Now, this is an interesting thing. Do you think they picked them primarily for their music playing rather than their acting? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they did. Yeah, because I think the director said he would only do the film if they're actually playing their musical instruments. Yeah. So we need that, and they also need to be good at acting. But you need to be able to play the instrument because that's not something that anybody anybody on the yeah. floor can teach in yeah. a way. I, mean, I got time. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, flamenco guitar. You've got a minute. We're about to go for a take. <laughs> Freddie, who's the drummer, and Zach, who's the guitarist, they all got found from like music camps and like oh, music they? schools, whereas they basically didn't act. So their auditions were them going and playing their instrument and then being told to play it and have a bit more fun. Yeah. So it was the classic of how to work with kids. Well, we don't need to worry because it's Jack Black. So you play your instrument. 
he's going to make you relax and we're just going to have fun. When Yeah, when the credits went up and, you know, there's that little bit where they're playing their instruments and Jack Black's there and he, he's singing and he's also talking to them. And I, I bet 90% of that film and their reactions was just laughing at him. Because the lad on the keyboard is laughing every 10 seconds, isn't he? Lawrence, He's yeah. gone all the time when he's with Jack Black, all the time, in his face. <laughs> Yeah. Just in his face, laughing, and they kept it in. <laughs> kept it in when he walked in, and the head teacher was introducing Ned <laughs> Schneebly to the school for the first time. I looked at Lawrence laughing, just laughing, his head's laughing gone. his head. What is he laughing at? It's just meant to be the substitute teacher to him, laughing his bollocks. <laughs> his head had gone, isn't it? <laughs> in every scene, every his head had gone. Brilliant. And he sort of played the piano laughing. You know, there's that yeah. scene when he went up to Jack Black and he said, I don't think I'm cool enough to be in the band. Yes. He actually went up to the director while filming the film and said, I don't think I'm right for this film. Wow. I don't think I'm cool enough. I don't, I, I'm not getting it. Oh. And it was the director who said, that's exactly while you're in the film. Because, you know, see... That's that's completely your character. So they put that scene in the film when he goes up to Jack uh, Black and says he doesn't think he's cool enough. That is stat of the week. Yeah. That's very good. That's, that's very good. That's very you good. are meant to be in the film, but stop laughing. You're laughing at every <laughs> scene, but you are meant to be in the film, but you keep laughing in the camera. It did make me laugh. I loved him. I just loved seeing his face go. His yeah. eyes would go. Jack Black obviously knew yeah. he was making him laugh. I think I think they had like they had that much fun on set. Apparently a few of the parents like complained to the production team that they were worried that Jack Black was like a negative influence on their kids and like oh, really? their education. Yeah, because he literally just played games with them and made them relax. I don't think they ever had the set in silence. Like, he wanted it to be yeah. fun and non-stop so that that energy was yeah. there, which does come across in the film. So let, let's get back to talking about the film. So they've all kind of got these jobs now, haven't they? And the jobs arrange from drummer, guitarist, a bit rubbed, though, vocals, <laughs> security. I was a be a bit like, come piss off. It's always the big lad as well, isn't it? Give it in. <laughs> that, that was my part. That was security. your part. That was Craig. Craig, right? Your security. Your security. Yeah. Um, we got we've got uh, the kid on fashion. Brilliant. Fancy brilliant. pants. That was brilliant. fancy pants. He's very good. He's very Love good. him. You got the girls, the backing singers. Yeah, yeah. they're mint. Then you got the old, um, the old bass cello to bass girl. Cello to yeah. bass. That was cool. lighting. Like they've all got their role, haven't they? In the band? lighting, I wasn't sure about lighting. I was, <laughs> do you know what? I'm going through it like it's a part. How would I like? I'm like I'm in it. How would I feel if I'm red and I went? Ooh, and you're lighting. What would I think? I think oh, that's a bit shit. Isn't it's a bit. It? Smoke Go on machine. then. I've I've got a question for both of you two as parents. Mm. So, Jack, um, Ruben and Nyla come home, Ben, Max and Paloma. If they said to you, they're in the school band, what would you want their part to be? Um, if they're in the school of rock, what would you want their part ooh, to be? I'd say probably Summer. She's got the most lines, hasn't she? <laughs> I don't mean that. I mean the role in the band. You're just thinking oh, about role in the fame. band. I'm, think- I'm thinking about the film. Yeah, you're thinking about lines. Yeah. Shepherd straight off. What's the best <laughs> yeah, part? The most well, no, work. Nyla could be Summer, couldn't she? <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah, I mean. Th- yeah. So band manager, yeah, band manager. I think, I think I've put. You've got to put Ruben on drums because that's <laughs> funny. That is that is comedy gold. That lad smacking the hell out of drums, yeah, badly, badly. But but loving it, yeah. <laughs> but loving it. Love being there, Dad. Come on, rock. Um, 
uh, I don't know what my kids... I'm hoping my kids wouldn't make the band. <laughs> I'm hoping I could just go, oh, you didn't make it, don't worry. Go and do your maths and your English. <laughs> do you know what instrument I played in junior school? What? And I stopped in high school because I was already getting bullied, so I had to stop. Let's guess. Okay, okay. All right. Uh, trumpet. Trumpet. Is it trumpet? 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 I'm going drums. Right. So, Jack's close. I started off on the cornet, yeah? Which is a small little prefix. <laughs> yeah. Which is a made-up instrument. And then I moved to the euphonium. The massive one with your the hand fuck, in it. The massive massive one. One. Imagine me walking home from school with this thing on my back that was bigger than me. Is that the one you put your hand in? Yeah. Massive one. That that? It's, it's ma- it was like massive. that. Yeah. Massive. I used to walk home with it on my back. Just give it the big lad. He's the only one who can give carry it. it. Carry. It's the one where they always do that note at the end. Yeah. <laughs> There's a photo somewhere of me playing the euphonium. I'll get it on the. I'll get it on the sofa Dig cinema club Instagram. First rule of any band is you don't want anything you can't carry. <laughs> yeah. No. You don't want double bass. No. You don't want euphonium. You don't want to piss about with drums because that's setting up. You want guitar or singing microphone. Game. But I remember as well, so my parents were paying for these lessons and obviously I'd started off on the trumpet and they were taking me to extra <laughs> lessons on the weekend. So I used to come home with the trumpet, which was fine. Why did you go to something bigger, Coulson? Why did you go to Hornet Tiny? Well, I need something bigger. But literally, I've come home one day, Ben, having gone to school with the trumpet and come home with come the fucking on. euphonium. <laughs> Could you imagine my mum? Where, where are we going to put that? <laughs> and I tell you, it, it was as big as me. Yeah, it's massive. Massive. It's massive. massive. It's a massive number. Who persuaded you to swap to euphonium? I think, I think his name was Mr. Stern, my music teacher. Mr. And he was a great guy. We loved it. He wasn't Jack Black, though, was he? No. Do you know what, as well? On my acting CV, it's got, um, <laughs> it's got like, brass, euphonium and trumpet with an asterisk next to it. Like, yeah, he's really good. I want Craig... Coming down the cobbles, playing the euphonium. <laughs> Wallace and Gromit. Right, so now we've established our roles. Yeah. And the bit I like is they all he's trying to loosen them up, get into rock. And the bit I really like is he sort of teaches them rock history, doesn't yeah. he? Mm. And I think that's a really neat little bit of script storytelling there. That's pretty much what he added in. Yeah. Uh, so he, he wanted to add in the references to ACDC, Led Zeppelin. Yeah. He wanted to make it a lot more of a film about education and teamwork. Mm. Basically, Mike wrote a musical. Yeah. And they quickly worked out that it wasn't a musical. It was a film yeah. about music and rock. And Jack Black basically said, if we can make a film yeah. about music and rock work and it not be a musical... We've made a fucking film. Mm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's a really neat idea. Yeah. Very smart. That's what Very does separate smart. it, because it could so easily be a musical. Yeah, easily. You, you watch a musical yeah. on Broadway or West End, it does work. Yeah. But the reason that film is so good and timeless is because it's not a musical. Yeah. Um. So they form the band, they're doing rock history, but meanwhile, he's getting into being a teacher, isn't he? He's enjoying it. But they're not going to let him do any kind of field trip to play in Battle of the Bands, are they? That's the big number. He's not going to be a let out the school. But he has a plan, doesn't he? Because he hears that Miss Mullins, the head teacher, once at a Christmas do, had a little bit too much wine and 
let her rock her out. You know, she danced around to Stevie Nicks. Yeah. Which has been a flat favourite at the moment, hasn't it, Coulson? The old Stevie Nicks. You like Stevie Nicks, don't you, Jack? I love Stevie Nicks. I even got Jack on this the other day. Didn't I, Jack? I said to you, my life has completely changed. I've heard, I've heard the best song I've ever heard. He did. He did say that. Yeah. Did you? Mm. Yeah. Those were the words. I'm getting the old euphonium out, Jack. I'm going <laughs> I'm on to learn with Stevie seven Nicks. wonders. Seven no. wonders on euphonium. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, yeah. Off the topic of School of Rock, mine and Ben's flat watch is American Horror Story. We're on series three. Well, we finished it now, but Stevie Nicks features heavily, and the obsession <laughs> of Mint. the song Seven Wonders. Yeah. Like it's it completely changed my outlook on things and I tried to tell Jack that it was the best thing ever and then with School of Rock it you know it is it's it's quite fitting because we've we've got it again and we've got a nod to Stevie Nicks which kind of does loosen up for Jack Black to be able to get his kids on the field trip well he lies doesn't he he says it's like orchestral kind of like bark or something yeah he's going to take them to she goes yes he thinks Brilliant, nailed on. And then parents' evening. Parents' evening. He's got to do a parents' evening, isn't he? And he thinks he's not going to have to. Because in the meantime, they they have, you know, they have snuck out on a weekend to audition and they miss the audition. But he he pulls a few strings. They have that bit where they go, well, actually, all the kids are dying and it's their lifelong ambition to be in Battle of the Bands. Yeah, he says they're terminal, which is a bit of a... And then, they, then the camera's on them and they're all lying there like they're dying. Yeah. I was like, oof, that's a bit heavy, isn't it? It is a bit... It's a, it, it's a rough note to the film. But anyway, let's skip ahead. We're at Parents' Evening. Mm. Doesn't he kidnap them? No, this is after Parents' Evening. Uh. So, as we're at Parents' Evening... The real Mr. Schneebly. I love, you won't have done a parents' evening, Coulson, but what I love about a parents' evening... I've done evening, plenty, but just as a child. <laughs> you've been a child, but I'm sure Jack will back me up on this, is when you go, when they're young, and you go to the parents' evening, and you have to sit in their chairs. Oh, yeah. yeah. The small chairs. And the teacher's on their chair, and you were like, getting getting the parents' evening? You're on a tiny chairs with tiny writing? Yeah. It makes me piss. <laughs> like, you're getting told off at school. Yeah, yeah. You're on a four-year-old's chair? Yes. Yeah. And how is he doing? <laughs> As if they know anything at that age. They just throw things, don't they? Yeah. They eat stuff and throw things and piss on the seats. <laughs> oh, anyway, sorry, Colts. That's, but that I think that's all I that. did throughout my entire time at school. <laughs> <laughs> then, then both of you went from throwing things, pissing on the seats to full-time work. work. Full-time literally, work, literally, <laughs> like Oliver Twist. Work. Yeah. How do you think they're going to do? Well, they're going into work next week, full-time. They're not going to see daylight in the winter. Oh, okay, they're going to clean chimneys out. <laughs> I remember once one of the teachers put in my school report. Um, like as an issue attendance and my mum was like well fucking hell cut him some slack like it's not like he's skiving off you can check on the telling job a hundred miles away (laughs) so they've done the parents evening and he doesn't know what he's talking about does he no but in this time schneebly gets a check for you what a name he gets a check for the wage (laughs) he gets a check for the wage from Horace Green and he goes oh this isn't for me I better ring him up and as he rings him up it's parents evening and then he puts two and two together so he goes to the school as Jack Black is giving this parents evening 
where the parents kind of turn on him as in they start saying, hang on, why are all my kids talking about music and rock? Mm. Like you're meant to be teaching them. And then cut to Schneebly, police officer, head teacher, and Schneebly's controlling girlfriend outside the door. And now we know that Dewey is onto them. And it's that classic line of, right, I'm not a supply teacher. My real name is Dewey Finn. I'm no Mr. Schneebly, but I might not be a teacher, but I want to let you know that your kids have really got to They've me. touched me, don't you say, your kids? <laughs> yes, he says that. And I've definitely touched them. Yeah. And that's the line where you just went, oh. That's so oh, awkward, so but brilliant. brilliant. That's like, brilliant, but you're like, oh, oh. That's not the thing to say. Yeah. So at that point, you know, he has to run, doesn't he? So he, he, he runs out of the school and that's it for him. Dream is over until the next morning, which is Battle of the Bands morning. He's in bed feeling sorry for himself. Yep. Summer knocks on the door. School bus is outside and the pupils have taken his side and they want to do it because they actually realise, I think that is the, you know, the underlying message of the film is they might not have learned academic stuff but they have learned stuff about life and they have learned stuff about themselves. And really, they've had a better education from what they've done in the past two weeks of creating this band and the teamwork and the skills that they've learned that they owe it to him to perform. So they go to Battle of the Bands and they put it all together. And when we're there, we see No Vacancy, his old band. We see them rocking. And, you know, it is very much, this is School of Rock's time to shine. And he has that moment where he says, look, you guys have taken a chance kid. on me. He says to the kid... We're singing your we're, song. We're doing your song. But then he says to the kid, the poor kid who's got lights and visual effects. <laughs> we've got to... Well, it won't match. It won't match. <laughs> no one cares. Should have loads of smoke on. No one cares. <laughs> Which is all he says, isn't it? Just yeah. do, 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 what, do what you feel. Do what you feel. Do, do we, what you we're, can. We're playing teacher's pet. <laughs> yeah. And then... You know, it's the classic of that sort of film with the timing wise of the parents trying to get in as they're going onto stage. Mm. They get onto stage and they're rocking and the parents realise that actually what they're doing is quite something. And it is quite the end performance, isn't it? Also, stat, there's a scene where Ross Mullins, played by Joan Cusack, the head teacher. Yeah. She walks past this extra in the crowd and he sort of like yeah. pushes into her and just sort of like moves past. That's it, a yeah. split second. That extra yeah. got convicted of murder and is in prison. <laughs> <laughs> you believe that? How have you found this out? Internet. That's not the sort of thing that's on internet movie database. How have you found that out? Convicted murderer? Yeah. Great. Oh, wow. It's good, isn't it? So hang on. <laughs> Head teacher. Is that the girl from Working Girl? Uh, yeah, it is. Yes. Ah, I knew I knew the name when you said it. Yeah. How good is she? Yeah. Exactly. But she's brilliant in Tool of Rock. Yeah. And she's brilliant in Working Girl. Yeah. Completely different. And she plays that part, that real, that anal responsibility. Yeah. Wants to loosen up, but can't. But can't. She plays that role so well, she, yeah. you know, because you do feel for She's her. She's so talented. She really gives him enough room to play and yet holds that line of it being like you'd imagine a school teacher is. But then at the end, 
sort of gets him, doesn't she? Yeah. But my goodness, isn't that weird how lives cross? What, do you mean the murderer in the crowd? Yeah. You'd be like, you'd look back on that and go, oh, dear. <laughs> Thank goodness it wasn't take two. <laughs> so an interesting one for you then. <laughs> Unlike every typical Coulson film, yeah. they mm. don't win. I know, yeah, they don't. They do win, don't they? They do win at life. He wins, the that kids the win, thing. the parents yeah. win. You forget that they don't win. Uh, yeah. But yes. no vacancy wins, so they get the 20 grand. But they're shit. But then all we've got is school of rock. Yeah. It's the best kind of victory, Colson, isn't it? It's the moral victory. And it's that bit of, I think, the ending, because the end of the film is Jack Black with his own music school. Mm. I think that is better than him having 20 grand and sacking everything off, you know. We really do see that journey of him being, like Jack described, a proper Maybe, bum. yeah, because if they won 20 grand, who would get the 20 grand? Yeah, what would he do? Yeah. Whereas it just keep, you know, he's got some it. He turns that flat into a music school. Yeah. So, you know, it shows that be, It goes beyond the money, doesn't it? It goes to, it's changed him and it's yeah. changed them. Those, t- those tiny kids at the end learning the guitar. I'm like thinking you've got one take there. They can't have been asked to do that, can they? Come ding, ding, ding. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cut. Do you know what I mean? You're like, you've got one chance of making your kid try and get E. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> Made a shed load of money. Oh, did it? Made a shed load of money. I wonder how much it cost to make. 35 mil and it made 130. It's a good film. He directed it well. One is it Golden Globe nomination? They got they got nominated, but in two thousand and three, it was the film that had the most. What is it? Crit- critical acclaim? At yeah, it, in oh, two thousand three, well, you've got to be had, careful of these. Stats I am now, careful. I am it careful. It was the first cartoon <laughs> ever. In 2003, it was the first film with music. <laughs> it, it was the most. It was the most critically acclaimed film of 2003. But hang on, what what does that say? Yes. <laughs> but that, does that just does what that else? Just mean? What other films are in 2003? I fucking saw it on the internet. Move Ooh. on. Ooh. I'm not going to comment about your murderer, am I? Ooh. You've brought on. Oh god. <laughs> well, clearly I've got another Ooh. thing wrong, haven't I? You, no, 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 it's not that it's wrong. It's just, what does that mean? The most critically yeah, acclaimed... Yeah, we're digging into your facts. It's like Dragon's Den. Jack's digging into your numbers. I, I, I don't know what most critically acclaimed means. What does it mean to you, Jack? Our rhetorical question. Well, I assume it means more critics critiqued this film than any I other. I don't know, actually. I think it's a good thing. I think it's basically saying, of 2003, it was one of the best four of films, one of the most, like, successful films. Yeah, maybe. But it was a comedy. Because critically right, okay, acclaimed, yeah. when you think about it on Netflix... Highbrow, it's 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 things. the films yeah. that people rave about. It's the films yeah. that are kind of filtered out as good. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Netflix. here first. They want to change, change the critically acclaimed to just good films. <laughs> to be honest, it is probably one of the best films of that year, because you've got... Mystic River, good film. Good film. Not seen. You've got Girl with a Pearl Earring, good. But you've not got much else. That's the follow-up, though, isn't it? Um, that's, that you're thinking, the core. Do you, oh, the remake of The Italian Job, 2003. Oh, that was <laughs> Great film. Great Weren't film. Weren't you going to pick that one? I was, as a gag. <laughs> he was. Um, so, okay. So, it did do well that year. Definitely. Did well. It's a good film. Yeah. Whilst we're on the topic of how good a film it is, yeah. let's just get to it. Yeah. Let's rate it. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Now, Ben, I have to warn you, Jack is going to throw something well, right at us here. Don't tell him, don't tell him. <laughs> but I'm going... Solid, steady, eight. Why is Jack going to throw something at the telly? Because <laughs> my rating... Here we go. Uh, he ran this past me and I went, don't tell Ben, do it on the app, he can't say no. <laughs> my rating, 7.2. You fucking... <laughs> right, what? listen. What listen. a load of shit. <laughs> right, listen. Have you fucking made that up? Have you right. just... What, what the fuck... If you said right. to math school, 7.2, what the fuck? Point right. Two. Right, listen. Point 0.25 is, is no. half of five, but point 0.2. Right, listen, 7. listen. 2, only because, only because it annoys me with how we do the ratings, yeah? What? Just how numbers have been done for years since no, the Romans? No, no, numbers right. annoy me, Ben. And right. I like to make it up. And I no. like to go freestyle. And I like to do decimal places. Right, no. Pie. What, what annoys me is that, say we've done 40 films, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Well, probably 25 of them yeah. have yeah. the same rating. Yeah, okay. And it okay. annoys me that. It annoys okay. me that there might be a big bulk of ones that are 7.5 and if you look at like alien and like blues brothers or whatever i I don't know if they're the same rating but films that there is one that i prefer to the other so i think this this is the best way i can i can differentiate between okay okay which is actually a sign of how we've moved on as a podcast because it used to be very much that my films were you used to hate the point uh, five ben i did i did i did but now if we were doing a school analogy, now I've seen you working out. I agree. Point two is a bit of an ask because it could be point two five. But, <laughs> but some, two. but Ben, some are going to be point one. Some are going to be point three. I thought I would let you in. I, I would. I would. I would let you in easy with a point. It's two. a dark night. It's winter. I was a bit down, but I'm back up with the point two. Seven point two. Is he going to adopt your new scoring process? Yeah, you fucking wait till I go six point eight three four nine. <laughs> 
because we've because foot pie because we've done fourteen thousand films and I don't want them all to be eight. Now, Colson, what did you give it? Eight. So I gave it an eight. Jack gave it a seven point two. So we're at fifteen point two. So you haven't explained your seven point two. Why that? Because what, what have you taken the points off for? Right. I think it's a better film. I think I think it's definitely in the seven mark. It's nowhere yeah. near an eight. It's nowhere near. And this yeah. is what I was trying to work out when I was thinking of the film. Yeah. Is it a 7.5? But then I'm thinking of films that I've gone 7.5 before and I thought, yeah. I don't know, but I'd, it's definitely not in the six category. No, I think it's not it's, in the six. It's I think not it's the six. better than seven, which is it. I just had an epiphany and I thought, that's it. Brilliant. Point two. Point two. <laughs> I had an epiphany. Yeah. It came to me at night. Point two, Jack. <laughs> Point two. <laughs> Lads, I've saved the podcast. I've saved the podcast. You wait. You wait till we're rated number one. When they did that point two. Oh, no one saw that. <laughs> no one saw that. Um, I'm going to go, because I've only just gone into the point five. Yeah, you can't. See. Yeah. I can't fuck about. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go 7.5. Yeah. Ooh, big. Well, I agree with... Do you know why, actually? I rated higher because I watched it also with my son and I saw how much he loved it. And we mm. both loved watching it together and we both got something from it. And I thought, do you know what? In my heart, what I love about film is is that, is that you can watch it with your kid and you, and you, have, you spent one hour, 40 minutes... And we laughed. And at the end, he went, oh, that was mint, wasn't it? And I went, yeah, it was mint. Mm. Enjoyed it. It was mm. like, his performance is fantastic. The direction's great. The kids are great. The story's tight. Mm. I think that really is to do with the fact that he's a very, very good director. Why not a higher rating then? Because it is what it is. It's a pastiche film. It mm. is what it is. It's not my kind of film. It's not going to... Watching it with my son is great, but it's not a film I'm going to look back as when I'm close to dying and go... I wish I'd seen School of Rock. Son, put it on. Put it on, son. I haven't Go got long left School of Rock. Get the guitar. Get the School of... But I knew Colson was going What are you high. dying of? Stick it to the man, Asitis. <laughs> Give me the euphonium. I'm going out big. Um, but it's a good film. It's a yeah. good film, but it's not... I can't go into the eights. Yeah, I just yeah, can't. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, yeah. But 7.5 is good. So what's now... Oh, fucking Carol Vorderman's got started. <laughs> We've What's I've that? got points 14, 14. 14.7. 22.7. Right, okay. That's good. 22, but that's going to blow the ratings apart. But that 7. will sit. That's going to sit above everybody who's 22.5. Think of it that Ooh, way. That's a very Hello. good point. <laughs> that's a very oh, good point. No flies on you. All that <laughs> time you went to school, not wasted at all. Reinvented the podcast. Right, I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready for my education to continue. Hit me. Ben's announcement this week. No, you announced The Exorcist saying it was mine, so you announce it as us. Oh, yeah. Who came up with it? I think it was both of us, really, wasn't it? Both of us, really. But it's something we've talked about for a long time. We've talked about it. I don't think you've seen it. I don't... You certainly haven't with me. You say you have, but you haven't. Right, yeah. You've probably seen bits. Anyway, um, a lot of the people were suggesting an action film. Mm. So we've not had like a summer action film uh, for a while. So me and Ben have chose Point Break. Ah! Yes, that bit. Yeah, they wear masks. I think I've seen it with my dad, but I haven't seen it, but I think I've seen it. What do you mean? 
As in, I think it's one of those films that I have had put in front of me at the age of like five that just didn't sink in. Right. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Point break. It's winter. It's a bit dark. Swayze. Keanu Reeves. Yeah, I couldn't tell you who was in it. All I know is they wear masks and he shoots at the sky. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah. That's the synopsis. That's done. the synopsis. <laughs> Actually, I might have just seen the bit on Hot Fuzz now. I think about it. <laughs> Why did they reenact it on that? No, it's you see part of the film on Hot Fuzz, don't you? Oh, yeah, it right, keeps going yeah. on about. Didn't we do Hot yeah. Fuzz for the podcast? Yeah, we yeah. did. Yeah, we did. Great film. Seven point five. Um, so right, mint. Pot, point. What's it? Point blank. Point, point break. Point blank. <laughs> Point blank, point two. So point, two point break is our next film. And now it is time again for you guys to keep sending in your suggestions. We will put another post out on our social media. If you entered a film last time, it's still in there. So what we're going to do is we're going to put them all together. We're going to get it down to a four and we will put a poll on our Instagram. So keep an eye out for that. As soon as this episode is out, there'll be a vote. And that's when you find out what we're watching next. Mint. So... All that's left to say is that you can keep in touch with us on social media at Sofa Cinema Club on Twitter and Instagram. Until then, good night, God bless. Good night, bye-bye. Good night. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated Roland Garros in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.